thought I should Something told me not to go Cold hand reached down Welcome to Perfect Brainstorm the podcast that we do. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> you need to do that again. Yep, More energy, please. Okay. Welcome to Perfect Brainstorm, the creative challenges for the creatively challenged. I'm... Oh, okay. One more time. <laughs> we are Got keeping this. all of this in, by the way. Yep. Um, welcome to Perfect Brainstorm, creative challenges for the creatively challenged. I'm Brian Perry. And I am Houston Bodley, who's probably having a better day than Brian, it sounds like. <laughs> Um, no, I'm having a great day. It's my day off. I just happen to also be in my office uh, still trying to record this podcast. So, <laughs> Hey, uh, you guys didn't let me say I'm Jake Bush. I just paused oh, specifically for that. I was going that. to let you. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm Jake Bush. Nice. Hi, Jake. The reason I'm Hi. in the office. <laughs> yes. No, anyway, our schedules got messy. Uh, I thought it was... I, 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 did, I couldn't stay away an entire day. And thought I'd come in to record the podcast, and so here I am. So if I'm a little echoey, it's because I'm in a glass conference room. We're um, a little bit of background. We're just trying to shoot this out before Christmas season takes over yeah. our lives and ruins any sort of plans we try to make. Um, I, I I think this is it's safe to say this is our Christmas special episode. Yeah, I think I think oh, so. We had we had anything else planned in mind. Um, Brian, do you want to reiterate us on what the topic is for today? <laughs> I will iterate it all over the place. Um, so our topic is based on a Google Doc that I found in my Google Drive from right. five from five years ago called "The Heat Is On: Colon A Christmas Musical." I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I called it that. Um, I know that I, I uh, shared the document with a girl I was trying to date at the time. Um, but that's all Honest I know. Question. How many blockbuster movies do you think it started with this same premise of a of a movie? Just some studio executive is cleaning out their search history, cleaning out their Google Drive oh, yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe it's Harvey Weinstein we're talking about. I mean, I'd rather not. Title and he's like, <laughs> huh, Django Unchained. What could this be? Hey, hey, Quentin, can you make yeah, what, a movie What is this? this? Yeah. Um, so yeah, all we have to go on is the title, um, and luckily the title contains it, that it is a Christmas musical. Um, since I introduced the topic, I actually have had sort of one flashback of what it may be referring to, but I think I'm going to let you guys go first uh, and see how close you got to to what I was thinking. That's interesting that you say that, Brian, because I actually had one maybe flashback as well. Interesting. And we had established that you would have created that Google Doc when we were living together in college, right? Yeah. Yep, And so it's highly possible that I was in some way related to this, or at least I was told about it at the time. Right. Or overheard something. Yeah. Right. And I had this moment when I was thinking about it before we started recording this episode. And when I thought the heat is on a Christmas musical, I thought, I think it was something about global warming. Okay. Interesting. That's not what I remember. So interesting. Okay. Maybe not. (laughs) It it doesn't mean you're wrong. Honestly, it doesn't mean you're wrong, but uh, I I do have one thought that uh, that I think it is. This is our environmentally friendly Christmas special as produced by (laughs) Al Gore. He's going to be the lead actor in this movie or at least have a good cameo. Maybe he's an approving father figure who's trying to save the world. Something like that. Wait, who is? I missed. I, I think you cut out for two seconds. Yeah, who the was inco- it? <laughs> the inconvenient truth himself, Al Gore. Oh, um, oh yes. okay. That's, that's kind of a meaner <laughs> way to title him, but 
he is a famous it, singer, so of course he's going to be in this musical. Um, what if what if it was Al Gore and Joe Biden are two of the main characters in this? Definitely. Oh, it's, you're saying they're characters, not not they're not the, in the movie. You're saying no, like they could be actors in the movie. Oh, like, okay. They could be two dads of diametrically opposed families. We get a Romeo and Juliet situation. <laughs> okay. Turns out they're both just trying to help the world, help it a little bit, and they learn that it's better to work together because their kids are in love, and <laughs> and therefore they have to stop global warming. Exactly. I think this is good. I think this is good, but can I pitch you guys my idea? I think I ought to just get this out of the way so I can decide okay. if I need to let go of this idea or if I've actually got something here. Okay. Okay. So, one of my favorite... Um, things in the whole world is Hamilton, right? And I think I like Hamilton so much because it's just like a historical like look into the time but seen through a very modern lens and like kind of made right. it something really really cool, right? So I was like, what if we did that but instead of making it like historical, I was like, what what relevant things could we bring into this to make a musical about? And then as I was thinking about that, I saw a news article that talked about how Greta Thunberg is the person of the year who is the 16-year-old <laughs> activist. And I thought, maybe The Heat Is On, a Christmas musical, needs to be like the global warming-themed battle between Greta Thunberg and Donald Trump. <laughs> so, just to clarify, because I think I'm on the right track um, with what you're proposing. I'm terrible with names. Is she the one, like the Swedish girl who spoke yes. out against Trump? Put him in his yes. place. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and now he's been like tweeting out like like petty things about like her and apparently his campaign photoshopped his head on her body and it was very bizarre because <laughs> they thought that he should be person of the year. And so okay, did you hear about Rocky, like, the thing with Rocky's body too? No. They photoshopped his head onto Rocky's body and Washington Post said something like, you know, the official White House Twitter account shared this this doctored photo of of Donald Trump and they accused Washington Post of lying that it was doctored but it was very clearly rocky like it was like the poster for rocky 2 <laughs> but with Donald Trump's head <laughs> anyway crazy times uh, we live in <laughs> as we speak like today is the day that they're having the vote um whether to impeach Donald Trump or not oh yeah um, in the house See, yeah, and it that, could also be like that's just like the reason I brought up Hamilton is because I was like it was a very very like politically charged time that 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 play takes place in, and I was right. like we it could also be just like this big dramatic musical about Christmas time and the impeachment hearings and Greta Thunberg and this giant battle between Donald Trump and Greta Thunberg called The Heat Is On, a Christmas musical. <laughs> okay, I think if we produce this quickly enough, we can get on the whole like Scandinavian Christmas uh, bandwagon that's going on right now. Is that a thing? Because, um, well, like Frozen Two had oh, a okay. yeah. bit of a, a, a nod to it. it. I don't know if you've seen the movie Klaus on Netflix. Um, oh, I very yet. good. You should all go watch it. It'll give you a very merry Christmas. I actually, my um, sister told me to go watch that. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I don't think it's getting enough exposure. So this is my recommendation of the day. Uh, brought to you go by Houston Bodley, which is me. It's Klaus. Go watch it. You'll appreciate it. <laughs> Um, anyways, it's kind of got a whole Scandinavian vibe. I think we just make the 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 trilogy of Scandinavian Christmases. Right. We got Frozen Two. We got Klaus, and we got and the no other Scandinavian Christmas, Christmas movies. 
Nope, never. Nothing, ever. Um, don't even try to think of one because you won't. <laughs> so if here's you don't the thing think about it. I think we have to abstract it somehow, right? Because if we're going to also make it be about Christmas, that's like that's like a whole separate topic, right? And like all the Greta Thunberg stuff is like winding down at this point and not very Christmas related. Yeah, that's true. Unless I do think it it's about fun, though. I think like, where I would take it like, is the North Pole is melting, right? And so you have to save Santa from the North Pole melting. That could be interesting. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. And and I think it would be good to like start off in reality, but then it just moves farther and farther and farther into fiction. And mm, like I like that as as kind of a thing of like trying to achieve the Christmas spirit. Um, basically, by the end of it, Donald Trump and Greta Thunberg are working together to save Santa Claus from the melting North Pole. Okay. Uh, and again, <laughs> I do think we have to abstract these characters. I, I think it's. Uh, it won't it won't be as timeless we want it we want this to be the next it's a wonderful life right we want this to right. go on forever and and be a, a new family tradition so i think we just say like some you know world leader maybe it's what if we make it like the leader of, of the president of scandinavia <laughs> the president of scandinavia <laughs> yeah that um funny. no but some some swedish prime minister or something right but it's like a fictional mm-hmm. version of them but he's evil and then Greta Thunberg, or I guess we'll call her, what's another good Scandinavian girl name? Like, I think that's the best one. Yeah, it really is. Edda? What about Edda? Edda? Is uh, that a real Scandinavian name is my question. I don't want to just make something up unless it's real. Fine. I, I, I'm i on this, guys. This is my homework. Edda, I'm doing it right Edda now. Edda is definitely a real name. I don't know if it's a Scandinavian name. Um, What about Abba? <laughs> what if All her right. name is abba we're sticking with this her name is abba what is her her last name hold on thunberg <laughs> common <laughs> scandinavian last names um aberg alfson ander alskison what about abba alskison abba alskison <laughs> should what we get it something Ingeborg? that's easier to rhyme no, um, guys, 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 quiet down. What about Ingeborg? Ingeborg, the now, last name? Look, this is a top 15 female name in Scandinavia right now. Ingeborg. Uh, the first name is Ingeborg? I guess she yes. could be Inga for short, right? I, I, I like think Ingeborg. it could be a last name. I'm totally fine with it being a last name. But just what, let that sink in. If her name is I'm not Ingeborg, to, like, Ingeborg. Of any, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of anyone's culture. But because I'm mostly Scandinavian, I'm going to a little bit. Ingeborg I was going to say, we're allowed to make crazy. fun of Scandinavians. We're white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you need to do some reevaluation, Norway, on what is a good name. Because Ingeborg, Ingeborg for a girl is not. Just throw I actually that don't. I actually don't think Inga is weird. I think Inga is a, a common enough name um, and, and doesn't sound weird to me. If it was just Inga, that'd be fine. But then you throw yeah. it into this whole Star Trek dimension. And it's wait, like, wait, wait. Hey, what if her last is name future. is Borg? I am Ingeborg. Bow down to my rule craft. Wait, wait, wait. I've got it. This is a musical, right? Yeah. Singaborg. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or Singaborg could be the alternate identity she takes upon herself when she decides to turn into a... Musical. A robot to save the North Pole. <laughs> also, real quick, her name is real Ingeborg, quick. but she becomes Singaborg 
<laughs> and she's a cyborg. <laughs> this um, is uh, going off the rails, and I love it. Um, I'm going to point out, because you guys did it, and I really appreciate you being really nice, but I did say rule craft instead of cruel wrath. And I do think that needs to be pointed out. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Yeah, at, this point, uh, at this point, Houston, we can't call out all of them. <laughs> I will call out myself if needs yeah. be. That one I think. Oh, I think the I think the bad guy's name is Rule Krath. Doesn't that sound like <laughs> that kind of sounds like an Ebenezer Scrooge type? You know, evil wait, name. Wait, wait, wait. What is it? Rule. Rule Krath. It's cruel wrath, but switch the first letters. I almost like, I think it's almost better if you call him Rule Craft because he's like a congressman that crafts rules. Okay. And Craft is a real last name. Yeah. But now and he's rule. a judge, jury, and executioner in okay. this Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> Did he so, murder that? Santa Claus? <laughs> is it is it a Disney Channel movie or we should I figure that out? That I think it's a you Hallmark did just make movie. that up. It sounds Hallmark like movie? it seems a little intense for a Hallmark movie, but uh, I'm kind of on board. Maybe a Netflix. Also, I have Sci-fi. trauma when it comes to Hallmark. Like some people <laughs> can watch it ironically. Yeah. My mom can't. She thinks they're legitimately good movies, wow. and so it hurts me a little bit. It like I vote we go Netflix. I think Netflix is more willing to go outside of the usual yeah. boundaries and do some weird stuff. So I think we go Netflix in, in honor of Klaus. Okay, so recap. We've got as our protagonists, Singaborg, the environmentalist cyborg. Her, her real and... name is Inga. First name Inga, last name Borg. Okay, yeah, but then she becomes Singaborg. Yeah, and then is is so. Then we have Rulecraft. Who I is this a nemesis? Who's crafting yeah, I think, ru- crafting rules that are hurting the environment? I think that's right, and I I do think everyone has robo suits, and I think that his <laughs> plays craftwork music. Yes, <laughs> everyone everyone has robo suits because the environmental is gone. Oh to yes, 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 yes. So the this environment's is like a, just like this is post apocalyptic. He's been passing rules that allow more. And more uh, I think it's just semi-distant future. I think this is 2050, and and we're sort of at the verge of like, oh my gosh, like we are gonna die at this point. Uh, the the North Pole is gonna melt, and there's no more Christmas. But his side business is these futuristic spandex robo suits that protect you from smog, both the dragon and like smog. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and so that's why he's trying to allow all these pollution laws to be destroyed or uh, not get passed. That's a good motivation. So it can increase his business. It's a yeah. tell as old as time, but I think it works. Um, I, I think have so too. Sh- I like it. Shocking news for you guys. You <laughs> okay. know the band Kraftwerk? I do. I referenced them a minute ago. Exactly. I was under the assumption that they were like a million years old. They're. They were touring in 2018. So <laughs> I think I knew l- that. But they are old, right? Yeah, they're they so they first emerged in like 1969. They've got to be crazy yeah. old. And so I think we could legitimately get them to do the score for this for this uh musical. It's very cool. A craftwork musical. While we're on music, can I introduce the one thing that I prepared? For this discussion. Let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, I stole your your opportunity. No, it's good. To... I, mine doesn't help the story at all. <laughs> okay, um, but when looking for some backup, some reinforcements as to, or I guess more ideas of what to contribute to this discussion, 
Uh, the very first, most prominent thing you find in a cursory Google search of The Heat Is On is the hit song by Glenn Frey from the hit movie Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I'm going to okay. play a little bit for you. Okay. Uh, this beginning part is just a fan in an office going around. Okay. And now there's a movie reel. Nice. There is a Nazi who's getting really into the music that is not playing. Can you hear all this? Yeah, I hear, I hear like some, some saxophone maybe. Yes. And some synthesizer. Oh, this is a jam. This is good, yeah. I vote this is like the opening credits. This is like the the don't need credit card to ride this train when Marty Marty McFly is yeah. uh, sketching behind the Jeep. It, it's That's got like that same, same vibe. vibe. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So but it's but instead it's it's we start with the antagonist and he's riding to work and he's sketching, but he's in one of these cool suits that he's invented. Can I and it's a whole parody of that scene from Back to the Future. Can I jump the shark just a little more? Absolutely. Sure. So that move, that song was specifically written for the movie Beverly Hills Cop, starring Eddie Murphy, 1984. Okay. Can we in any way turn this into a Beverly Hills Cop 4 sequel? <laughs> Colon, the heat is on. <laughs> no. I know. Now, <laughs> to preface this, mm. I have not seen Beverly Hills Cop 1. <laughs> I've never either. I haven't. Seen I've any never of them. seen Beverly Hills Cop two, and I think I've maybe seen ten minutes of Beverly Hills Cop three. I don't. <laughs> and even it's just know. the scene where the song is playing. Um, I don't even know if Beverly Hills Cop three is a real movie. I could just be pulling that out of my butt. But what I, if? Regardless, this should be Beverly Hills Cop four. Colin, the heat is on, saving Christmas because we need Eddie Murphy back in the action to help out Santa against Rulecraft. And he teams up with his buddy cop, who is Scandinavian girl, Ingeborg. Okay, I have the connection. I know how we're going to do it. California is underwater. Okay. So, (laughs) Eddie Murphy has relocated to Sweden, which is not underwater yet. I don't know which one's higher. Probably Sweden is higher. But it's also closer to the North Pole. I don't know if that affects it. But let's just say, for the sake of this, that there's, there's one fjord left that is above water and there's uh, a bunch of people flocking to it. Is this the last Island on earth? Sweden I guess mountains last. would be higher. Sweden is Sweden. Well, because of all the catastrophes and calamities, Sweden is now the highest place on earth. <laughs> okay. So all perfect. that's left. Um, what if, what if we, I, I feel like we also should make it a fictionalized Scandinavian country. Yeah. Like I feel like making it a specific country is, is not as good. I think it's, it sounds more mystical if it's like, Oh, it's, like Arendelle. You know, Arendelle is the, the what frozen, is, what yeah. they call it. What is it. the made-up country in The Christmas Prince? Uh, I don't know. Never seen it. I'm looking this up. That's like one of the few things I actually know about that movie. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking like something like Genovia or... Um, we'll call I it... I think there's a lot of people that don't believe in Sweden even. <laughs> I, I actually heard that as a conspiracy theory that Sweden doesn't exist. Is is this whole movie to disprove? Is this like a secret long episode of MythBusters where we're trying to prove <laughs> that Sweden is a real thing? 
Oh my gosh, no, hold on. Stop making up a name. We're just going to call it Sweden, but act like it's a mythical faraway land that doesn't <laughs> exist. It's like in a different dimension or something. Yeah, exactly. I like um, it. We don't actually have to go the whole Beverly Hills Cop route. I just wanted to see what your I do think. To I that. do think. I think Eddie Murphy does get a cameo, though. I think yeah, Eddie Murphy can, should can be, be in this it. at some point. Yeah. What, even if it's just a cameo, like you said. I think it is just a cameo, and it's just his. It's his same character from Beverly Hills Cop. Is that what it's, is that what it's called? Beverly Hills Cop. Um, yeah. So he uh, he was just displaced, and he's living in like a nursing home or something in Sweden, in the myst- mystical land of Sweden. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop Four: Colin, The heat is on. No, colon. It's not. It's, it's actually not. in Sweden now, so it can't it's be not. called Beverly Hills Cop. It's more like the Beverly Fjord Cop. <laughs> I don't think you can name a movie after a movie that a cameo <laughs> character maybe had a role in, but we're not sure because we didn't watch it. Okay, uh, here's, here's my compromise. Here's my compromise. was that exact description, the female <laughs> cast one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, here's my compromise. Eddie Murphy's character is now married to a Swedish woman named Beverly Fjord. Nice. I love it. And um, her middle name is Hill. Pronounced sure. just like that. With okay. like H-J-I-L-L-E. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, do you, Okay, at this point, we should probably decide. Are we going to go with this? Or are we going to go with what I think the original idea was? I think we're going to go with this. But I, I, I feel like this is a good time to drop in with uh, what I actually think the original idea was. Okay, hit us with it. I'm pretty sure it had something to do with this girl saying to me, could you turn the heat on? Because we were driving in the car. And I said, the heat is on. And we thought that was funny. <laughs> and I think that's it. <laughs> so, so this is so about I was a gonna... steamy car ride. No, I, no, literally, I was just talking about the heater in the car. No, I'm talking about steamy as in like the the love that was going on. That's that's exactly what I'm telling you. It's It wasn't. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, maybe this is our first anti-rom-com. Oh, interesting. What if we... Well, so far we haven't established very many romantic characters. Except um, for Beverly and whatever Eddie Murphy's name is. No, that, we can work with that later. Um, what... We should flesh out I, the cast, though. I guess, like, yeah. what benefit, like... I want, like, a banger hit to this. If it's gonna be a musical, we need, like, one big hit... That kind of defines the musical being justified. Unless we're going to go like the Hamilton route where every hit is a banger. Like it's just a classic going to win every Tony that it's nominated for. And it's going to be nominated for a lot of Tonys. Otherwise, I think there's going to be like one. Wait, is it is it on Broadway now? Yeah, Um, that's a good question. Is this a movie or a play? (laughs) It's it's a a play, right? (laughs) Okay. So wait, (laughs) first first it's a Netflix special. (laughs) Eventually it will be adapted to a play. Okay, because I just when you were talking about having the opening scene being a, a ripoff of the opening skateboarding <laughs> scene from Back to the Future, I just picture that on a Broadway stage, and it I love it. Just someone um, it's pretty good. skateboarding we around in circles with ground. a fake car. We can break some real ground, maybe like literally break some ground, and have the first car in a play ever. It's never been done before. I'm pretty sure. Ever, <laughs> ever, yeah, never know. There's never oh. been a real car on a Broadway play. Here, here's a better idea, though. What if he's sketching behind a 
a slay with reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think oh, that'd be more, even more Christmassy I, to really set the stage. I'm glad we were on the same page with that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think we ought to like pick a few Christmas songs and say, okay, what would the adaptation be? You know what I mean? Okay. So pull up a list here. What if there's just a song called Let It Snow? Please, God in heaven, let it snow. <laughs> Wait, but we don't want to like, do. Oh, you're saying because we want it to cool down. Got it. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if more moisture's like coming down from above is what they want right now. But so, yes, it absolutely is. So you're not interpreting what the songs are about. You're just saying like, hey, there's this song. What if we reinterpret it to this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay. It's all Christmas so that's classics, like a, but that's like parodies. A tragedy song where everyone's like dying and they're just singing, let, let it snow, snow, let it snow. Yeah. Please, God in heaven, let it snow. Um... We actually lean into the whole, like, sketchy... Maybe there's a part of it that's, like, actually, like, nerve-wracking and intense, and maybe it's cold outside, actually leans into the whole, like, kind of rapey scene. Not in a way that we're supporting it, just to be clear, but, like, this is, like, a scary, like, uh, wait-until-dark moment. I was thinking the exact opposite. What if Baby It's Cold Outside is the celebration song at the end? Oh, Okay. That could work. They're like we did it. I like because they a lot. saved they saved winter. Um, what about um, the Mariah Carey hit? All I want for Christmas is universal action against climate change. <laughs> oh, classic! And Mariah Carey is an activist in this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. What if Mariah Carey is one of the few remaining people alive, and she's like the leader of the UN? Okay, okay, I can see that. Um. Yeah, that's perfect. I love it. Also, as while we're talking about new characters, I was just looking at like famous Christmas songs and their singers, and I realized Bing Crosby already sounds like a cyborg name. <laughs> <laughs> I am Bing Crosby. Bing Bong Crosby. Bing Bong. Silver Bells. <laughs> anyway, he should be in it. So, because this whole movie is taking place on just Sweden, which is which we're treating Sweden like a mythical place, so maybe it's right. like somewhere we're striving to. I'm kind of getting like a Waterworld vibe, except it's cold yeah. and there's robots and we're singing Christmas music. Yeah, I think there's basically just one landmass left, and it's like to the south there's Sweden, and to the north there's the North Pole, and like that's what's left. Yeah. And every the rest of the the rest of the world is water, mm-hmm. but, but it's frozen. Or no, no, or no, no, no. I see what you're saying. It, it, I, I guess where the heat is on, it is hot. But at yeah. the end, it could be frozen, and the whole world is just a giant ice ball, like a giant ice skating rink. And there's a huge ice skating scene at the end. And somehow we still have access to food, but not from plants because they can't grow. Okay, okay, okay. I think we're onto something. I, I think the opposite, actually. I think we're just like... <laughs> <laughs> we're getting like a little bit farther and farther from having something. We are drowning in our own environmental mess that we've created yeah. in this movie. All right, All right we need okay, to... He, let's get back to Santa Claus. If we cast Santa Claus, I think everything else will fall into place. Yeah. What if it's Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy is playing his character in Beverly Hills Cop, but he also... Secretly, 
you find out at the end was Santa Claus the whole time. And he was just kind of laying low. Even in the Beverly Hill Cop movie, he was always Santa Claus. What do you guys think Beverly Hills Cop is about? <laughs> I would assume it's about a, hop, a cop in Beverly Hills. I, I bet he like, doesn't play by the rules. This is a real question. I know nothing about this movie other than Eddie Murphy's in it. Hmm. I, I bet he doesn't play by the rules. And he's constantly getting in trouble with the chief. And he's he, if, he, he, if he pulls one more stunt, he's going to get kicked off the force. I'm kind of wondering if it's like a... I, I'm I'm gonna dig into some real backstory as to why Eddie Murphy is the Santa Claus in this story. Okay. Um, I get the vibe that Beverly Hills Cop probably has the same vibe as the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where it's like everyone there is hoity-toity rich people, and then Eddie Murphy comes and shakes things up. That, okay, like that's what I've always assumed it is. That's a reasonable guess. It's Beverly Hills. Um. What if Eddie Murphy is just like a crazy, rambunctious cop, and one Christmas night, he sees <laughs> someone breaking into <laughs> someone's house through a chimney, so he chases them down, they don't stop, he accidentally kills them, and then the so guy- So it's the Santa Claus. And then the guy leaves behind a, lo- a business card that tells him he is now Santa Claus. And so, okay, so it is the Santa Claus. And okay. then you find out that that guy was Tim Allen. And so you find out Eddie Murphy killed Tim Allen and oh. became Santa Claus because so wait, of that. Is this a sequel to the Santa Claus 3? Apparently. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 4, Santa Claus 4. The heat is on a Christmas musical. <laughs> I feel like we have like every sentence we have said in this episode is just a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, but I think we really have it nailed down at this point. So, so we've got a lot of this is backstory that doesn't even have to be explained in the movie, right? Right. Maybe we have like one flashback where we do see Eddie Murphy killing Tim Allen, but uh, we don't need more than that. Everyone will understand what that means. Yeah. So, so yes, but the, the like the story starts in um, the fictional Sweden. world of Sweden, the last remaining stronghold of human resistance against climate change. And, um, Singa Borg, the singing cyborg. I forgot about is- the stupid name we came up with. It's, okay, the funny thing is, it's actually really common that people in Scandinavia are cyborgs. They have, like, chips implanted in them and stuff. So <laughs> Really? This is a real thing, yeah. Everyone uh-huh. has, like, chips to, like, pay for stuff and to, and to like, use his ID and that kind of thing. I, I, um, I legitimately don't believe you. Because no, it's super true. If there was a country in the world that was half robot, I know this would be a bigger deal than it is, and I know I would be living there by now. It's Are it's it's Scandinavia, yeah. Swedish people. It's like it's, it's cyborgs. I'm googling it. <laughs> they are a lot of them. Jake, I'm worried you're gonna go into some like weird mole people website or like no, it's moon it's dwellers. not like a weird thing. It's uh, literally one chip that they have like in their wrist or something. BBC.com the, it, the rise of Swedish cyborgs. This is a news article. I told you. I told you. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. So we've stumbled upon something really real here that this could be like based in in reality. What yeah. if? Maybe this is why they're able to survive. Where the rest of us haven't. What if this is the whole reason Sweden's the only country left? Is because they get too cyborgenic. 
say bo- cybernetic. cybernetic cybernetic they get too <laughs> cybernetic they they become too robot too furiously <laughs> and they they end up deciding that the best thing for humanity is that we all don't live and create pollution and so they overpollute everything to teach us a lesson and that's why we're in Waterworld 2 slash Beverly Hills Cop 4 slash Tim Allen Santa Claus 4. <laughs> Guys. I, uh, I think uh, I think it's too much to say that they poisoned the world to kill us. But I do think it's it's the reason they were able to survive the pollution and the global warming getting so bad. Um, so real quick, can I interject here? I haven't yeah. been paying super great attention to what you've been saying for the past 60 seconds or so because I've been looking at <laughs> articles that I'm finding on Google called French philosopher labels climate kid Greta Thunberg a Swedish cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. French philosopher and writer Michael Onfray slams Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg following her recent visit to the French parliament labeling her a cyborg. Um, wow. See? There's I a, told you. There's a YouTube video by some crazy – like he looks like he would be like a conspiracy theorist. He's wearing a Make Make America Great Again hat, and the label of this video is just climate activist Greta Thunberg is a cyborg. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is what I've been telling you. It's like a really common thing in Sweden. I will put 50 bu- bucks down that if Donald Trump hasn't tried to use this as a main arguing point against her, that he will before he dies. He Even will eventually, yeah. Even if he's long past his presidency, he is going to like one day wake up and be like, aha! She's a cyborg. Everyone, yeah. everyone, get her. That's like way too realistic for the show that we're making. Yeah, you said that as like kind of like a wild joke, but it kind of was just like, yeah, probably. Maybe it's, <laughs> that, that would happen. <laughs> maybe this is also a very scary movie starring Donald Trump. So, guys, here, here we go. You ready? I think it, the logical conclusion from all of this is that this film is a global warming themed movie about a fictional adaptation of Greta Thunberg and it is the simultaneous sequel to Beverly Hills Cop 3, Santa yes. Claus 3 and Terminator yes. 3, whatever however many terminators <laughs> we've had. I don't know how we got Terminator in there but I'm down. Cuz they're cyborgs. Yeah, it was oh, robots. I mean, they're not really cyborgs, true. they're kind of just robots, but it works. I think we have our plot Let's let's wrap up with some casting. We got to cast Singaborg and uh, what's his name? The bad guy? Uh, cra- uh, Kraft. No, his Rule name Kraft. is Rule Kraft. Rule Kraft. Because he's always yeah. crafting all these terrible rules. Um, I, the first name that came to mind is what's her face? She's going to be on Little Women. Sorcerer. I Ronan. have a huge crush on her. Sorcerer. Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a huge crush on her? Uh, is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's her. Um, I, was I think she'd be a very good Singaborg. The same thing. Yeah, I mean she's a blonde woman, so yeah, and, I don't and she passes as young Swedish, and that kind of thing. But... She she passes for young, that kind of thing. So I think that's good. Who is uh, Rulecraft? I'm thinking like a uh, Ben. What's his name? Kenobi. <laughs> uh, you're on the right track. Who's who's the bad guy in Rogue One? Ben Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn would be a good one for this, I think. I'm also trying to go. Like I looked up Swedish actors. Mads Mikkelsen. I was going to uh, say Mads, Mads Mikkelsen could also be very good. Um, I was thinking Bill Skarsgård. Kind of a typical bad guy. Ooh, I like Bill Skarsgård. That's a good um, one, yeah. 
And maybe we leave him in his Pennywise the Clown makeup. Yeah. Because I mean, no. But what if we don't? Because he hasn't seen the sun in so long, and his skin is super pasty. Also, he grew a giant forehead. Christopher Lee is Swedish, apparently, according to this website. Unfortunately, Uh, he's dead. Though he's dead. Yes. Uh, Well, he could come back as a cyborg. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. We we just build us. We just build a robot. That looks like Christopher to Lee. Make this as realistic a movie. How how much do you want to bet that that's where the first like the first robot that is substantial of any sorts is introduced? Just like Steven Spielberg's like, "Hey, I want this movie to be super realistic. Make me a robot." Oh yeah. Yeah, probably, honestly. I love it. Wait, did we just settle on a robot of Christopher <laughs> Lee? <laughs> I'm going to backpedal to Bill Skarsgård Also also Christopher Lee is definitely More British Like James Bond was based off of him Really? Right yeah Yeah. Basically Okay so Um, Bill Skarsgård Yeah I don't want to do Christopher Lee Let's do Bill Skarsgård Who's going to play Eddie Murphy? (laughs) (laughs) Jack Black Sorry, I just no, saw Ju- no, no, no. <laughs> I just saw Jumanji last night. So, anyway. Oh, gotcha. Um, Eddie um, Murphy played by Eddie Murphy. I think yeah. we can allow that. Who else is? Oh, I think I think uh, Beverly Fjord is also played by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so wait, this is like a we're getting into what was that show that Nutty Eddie Murphy? Professor. Yeah, where he just or plays every the part. Clumps or any movie he's ever made. Wasn't there one called yeah. Norbit or something? Norbit, yeah. Yeah. He's he's just gonna be two characters in this one though. He's just gonna be Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Okay. I'm down with that. Um We got that's our that's our main cast, right? I don't, yes. I don't think we're missing anyone. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. That's the heat is on colon a Christmas musical. And it actually kinda like that we worked our way back into the name making sense, which was what I was hoping we would do. So good job, everyone. Uh it made more sense than what I think we were thinking about five years ago. <laughs> so it's very exciting. Luck. It definitely has more substance than a three sentence conversation <laughs> in a moving vehicle. I thought it was going to turn into like there are elves living in the heater that are in charge of turning it on and they have to go on an epic quest to turn on the heat. Um, and that's how car heaters worked. But this um, is way better. Yeah. Um. Look, I feel like a lot of this is my fault. Um <laughs> I feel, I I feel like I put the pressure on us to like, hey, we all we have like a very strict timeline with this episode. It's going to be a little shorter. Well, it, it could be longer, but like we need to keep it tight. We need to get started yeah. quickly, and that just ensued into chaos. Uh, I think I we just I think we just make a statement right here and say whenever we said something that was like too much, just like just we can we can assume that's not going to make it to the final product. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, here's what I'm saying. I don't know if this is our best or our worst idea yet. Either way, I think it should establish what our standards going forward into 2020 are. Either Perfect. we need to like build off this and create like the greatest, craziest empire of good ideas, or kill this with a shovel, then bury it, and then <laughs> decimate that land as we did in this movie with the rest of the world. And have it floating off into sea, and then Kevin Costner's Waterworld man can pee on it. 
one of the two options is valid, but we need to commit to one after this. Um, confirmed. Greta is a cyborg sent back in time to kill off <laughs> humanity. This is another article. Oh, man. All right. I think before we get too deep, we got to end the episode. <laughs> okay, so here's the good news. We have determined Sweden is a real country. So all you non-believers out there know Sweden is real. What you didn't know is that it's also cybernetically engineered. Exactly. It Maybe, maybe the whole land isn't actually land. Maybe it's just like a giant Nokia's. battery charger. That would make sense. Who's knocking on your door? I don't hear any knocking. I don't hear any knocking either. I think I think we've got podcast ghosts. No way. I oh think no! The podcast ghosts are knocking at the door, saying, "Hey, <laughs> we need to delete this episode because it is a train wreck." Uh, I also should say that Tom DeLonge is somewhere in the movie. <laughs> um, yes, thank you, thank you. As himself, I don't know. Yeah, he just sings a song at some point, or he recruits alien life to come save us from our own hubris. Maybe, that's how it ends. Maybe that's how that gives ends. us like the bright point on this movie is we all think that hey, humanity has died because it all drowned, and then at the very end when the water starts to disappear and land starts to come back, then we realize, oh, what's that in the sky? Some UFOs. Who's that? Oh, it's Tom Long. He went and saved like three fourths of the world population, took them off into space for a little bit until Earth was habitable again. And now they're yeah. back. And so now we can all live in a very a Merry sequel. Christmas. Um, I think this is what it is. We go through the whole plot as we've established it, saying, hey, we got to save the North Pole or Christmas is over, right? They go through all of that. And the whole time at the start, Tom DeLonge is saying like, guys, you need to focus on the bigger picture. We can't just save Christmas. We have to save the whole world, right? And then he disappears and you don't see him for a long time. And then at the end, they save Christmas. They save Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. And they're like, hey, we saved the day, but oops, Sweden is now sinking into the ocean. And that's when Tom DeLonge shows up with the aliens. Perfect. And that's a move. That's our movie. Love it. Um, let's set up our, our next topic and we can uh, we can end this train wreck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was thinking today about what would be a fun episode. And I think I'd like us to get back to something a little bit more uh, intellectual than uh, oh, okay. uh, environmentalist cyborg movies about. How was that Murphy not Beverly. intellectual? Is my question. <laughs> uh, so I th- I figured um, I I kind of thought like, what's some stuff that I am into and that we might be into, and then it kind of hit me like it's pretty obvious, and it's honestly kind of strange that we haven't done this yet. But Brian and I, and I'm sorry, Houston, that. Uh, I'm ex- you weren't a part of this, but I, I'm used to it. <laughs> Brian and I uh, were the founding members of the BYU Esperanto Club. Um, oh yeah, and is the whole next episode going to be an Esperanto because I'm out. If so, that's my case. idea is we're only allowed to speak Esperanto in the entire. No, just kidding. Um, we are going to design. I don't even know if I remember enough Esperanto. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't. But we are yeah. going to um, design a new language. Oh, nice. And that can mean whatever we want it to mean. I'm, I'm letting us kind of have free reign on this. Like, I'm not just saying we're going to spend the whole time, like, making grammar rules and coming up with words. It can just be, like, a discussion about what's wrong with the current languages we have, what would be ideal, what would be more fun, what would be more interesting, 
what would be something that's never been done before when it comes to human communication. Uh, we are coming up with a new way for humans to communicate with each other via language, whatever that means to us. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, mine's just going to be Esperanto. All right. Mine's going to be... <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to reinvent Esperanto. And it's going to be identical to Esperanto. Mine is going to be Esperanto, but with German phlegm noises all throughout. Okay. Nice. Mine's going to be called Esperanto 2, the sequel. And <laughs> it's... Well, that's we, basically what Edo is, and it's trash. We yeah. all did our own language, so now we can skip that episode. So here's my <laughs> topic for next week. No, no. Houston, no, I'm just kidding. We're committing I, to this. I, I am fine with this, and I'm just going to come into the movie, uh, sorry, the podcast, speaking my own language, because I'm going to have it so fully fledged that I can communicate perfectly with myself. Okay. Perfect. If you want to come, like, having a sentence prepared or something, that could be fun. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Okay, cool. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Um, you can find us on the internet at perfectbrainstorm.net. Um, that has all our contact information. It has all of our past episodes. Real along quick. With any, yeah. What if we all have to come with the sentence prepared of our most embarrassing story in our lifetime? And so that could be like a fun little game of us trying to translate the sentence so we can figure out what the most embarrassing moment in each person's life has been. We are going to do that but only with you, Houston. <laughs> Does that work? Okay, keep telling them where to find us, Brian. I'm sorry. I uh, perfectbrainstorm.net. You can find all the links there. Uh, we've got visuals for most of our episodes up there that I've worked very hard on. Go check those out. Um, They're very disastrously beautiful. And I mean that are. in so, the best possible way. Seriously, sometimes they come together and it's just like, yes, beautiful, chef kiss. Uh, but uh, some of them are garbage, and that's fine too. Like they're not um, even garbage; they're just like <laughs> they are the they are such like perfect epitome of like secondhand Photoshop that it's like you could not get more like perfectly like you could not create a more perfect brainstorm of a hurricane than <laughs> than to make these it's a like, perfect visual representation trash. of our podcast they're not trash but they're like glorified rubbish if that makes sense <laughs> thank you um that's a and great with that uh, we, will, <laughs> we will we will wrap up the episode uh until next week i'm brian perry i'm jake bush i am houston bodley and you skipped me jake well i guess i just wanted to know what it's like to not be last <laughs> <laughs> all right talk to you later bye bye uh, i'll s see you guys later i guess <laughs> i love that our endings, like our, 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 our endings have devolved from awkward bias to just like sad like all right guys uh -huh. well i'm logging off okay i'm done recording <laughs> yeah i stopped right now i always have been darkness floods your eyes when you need to see, don't waste your time on me. Don't waste your time on me.